0: Welcome to Radio Worldview. I'm August Huckabee. The Radio Worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve Christ and lead the culture. Tune in every week for perspectives on the arts, current events, and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome back on Radio Worldview. Thanks for being here, Bill. Good
1: to be on the air one more time. Yeah.
0: Once again. Yeah. It's been a minute, but it's good to it's good to be back. So I think this will be really good to have you and Jeff and several of the other folks here at the Abbey kind of back on. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, a biblical worldview review. That is a mouthful. That um, was a
1: mouthful. I'd, you know. <laughs> That was kind of like talking with marbles in your mouth. Yeah,
0: of uh, Boys in the Boat, the movie Boys in the Boat. Based
1: on the actual event that happened in 1936, where the crew team from the University of Washington, okay, in Washington State,
0: so UW. Yeah, yeah, not Washington State, WSU. WSU. Not, not, yeah, but not but In, in w- the state of Washington. University of Washington.
1: University of Washington in the state of Washington. There we go. As opposed to Washington, D.C. Yes, right. Which is what I was trying to say. Gotcha. Um, but th- this happened back in the 1930s in the, in the depths of the Depression. And crew, the rowing teams, mm-hmm. that was as big a deal as any sporting event in the nation at that time right uh, we don't typically i don't think of that as one of the big draws for no. spectators or no. for fans no nope. but at that time it was quite, quite the deal. Yeah, and I've,
0: I've met one person in my life who rode crew, and it was. Mo- I think it's only because I did whitewater rafting, and they just kind of got into it. But before that, I had never even heard of it, and I think I only still kind of only see it as like an Ivy League thing. I think it maybe has. Gone towards that as being more of an Ivy League school uh, sport. And it was at the time as well. Was it? Which is what made,
1: part of what made this story so compelling. Right. Is because uh, you you had the University of Washington excel in this to the point where they they beat out the Ivy League schools. Mm -hmm. They beat out California, you know, and and they, they excelled to the point where they were chosen for. The Olympics, right? But it wasn't even because their they won, not because, yeah. because
0: of their money or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right.
1: And uh, they, it wasn't even their uh, senior team. It was the JV JV team, JV team mm-hmm. that actually went to the Olympics. Yeah. But it, as I said, it this occurred at the peak of the depression, and these these young men who were involved in crew uh, suffered the the depredations of the depression mm-hmm. and the the uh, lack of material things yeah. to the point where they were they were actually you know strapped right you know
0: not just financially but in all kinds of ways right uh, well in the movie so i, I watched the movie yesterday uh-huh. and you've read the book and watched the movie Correct. so i'm interested in in just some how some of that looks but the movie follows one of the characters that basically was living in a car, I think, and uh, he couldn't afford to eat at the cafeteria at his school. He, It didn't really go into how he got accepted, which I would have enjoyed knowing, like how he got accepted into the school. Yeah. But he basically joined the crew team because it offered... Housing, if you made the team and it offered a part-time salary or something like that. Right, a job. Yeah. And so his basic question was like, all right, if if I make this team, is it going to pay for my salary or for my uh, tuition? Tuition. Is it going to pay for my tuition? And so it was really interesting to kind of watch that. And it, it showed it several times throughout the movie how multiple of these guys on this team had holes all the way through their shoes. They kind of talked about how... Uh, the main character that they follow, his dad had basically abandoned him because of the depression and because he they couldn't afford to have three kids. So this this kid, when he was fourteen, his dad just basically turned him loose and then didn't even try to maintain contact with him. So and the
1: and the book is even much more descriptive of right. of the dire straits in which this young man finds himself mm-hmm. and of the the loneliness that he faced. And the rejection that he faced yeah. from his own father, Right. Um, and it's a it's a richer story in the book. Sure, and yeah. that you know, of course, movies take uh, artistic license, as we say, right, in trying to co- to compress the storyline, right, trying to accent certain and emphasize certain uh, uh, characteristics of the book that that. Are essential, Mm -hmm. so the book is a is a richer read than the movie. But I think the movie captured the essence of the book quite well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it is not a flashy movie in the sense of there's not a lot of um, uh, of action and and conflict in that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does build to a climax, and you know what's going to happen. Right.
0: It's interesting. I noticed that because it was interesting because you know that they win, right. right? Like you know that they win the gold medal. And mm-hmm. so it was interesting to follow this story of how how this happens because it, I think it's really cool because it's like um, I, I heard a pastor give a sermon one time about how— um, he was watching a football game, and he he wanted he he wanted to watch this college football game, and he didn't want anyone to tell him. But one of his friends told him that his team had won, oh, right? Okay. And so it's kind of this idea of like he goes in, but and as he's watching this football game, it's like they get down farther and farther, and they're down by like fifteen or twenty points. And he's just as as he gets more down, like as his team gets more down, it's like his smile gets bigger because he knows. They're going to win. Right? right. Like he knows that there's a comeback that's coming. And this pastor made this like a sermon illustration of like basically, you know, the sin in the world and the, the bad things we see today being different because we know how the story ends. Right. Right. So it's just kind of interesting um, to kind of see that this, you know, George Clooney, he's not a Christian, but he was the director and I think maybe the screenwriter. but. He has the same thing, right He has to create tension in the story even though you know how it's going to end. And so um, yeah, kind of a kind of a cool perspective
1: and that's the whole draw of this this story is that that there is redemption mm-hmm. for the individuals yeah, but at the same time there is there is this overcoming of of tremendous odds that makes you want to stand and cheer yeah. Yeah, right. you want to you want to cheer for the human spirit, even though it's not an overtly Christian film. Right. Um, it 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 brings out the character qualities of these young men who persevered. Mm-hmm. They were they were they were downtrodden but not crushed. Right. right. And it also reminds me of the uh, the story of endurance of Shackleton's expedition to try to reach the South Pole and mm-hmm. how that ended in disaster for that whole expedition their ship sank they lost all their supplies they they were marooned on an island they had to overcome insurmountable odds and yet not one single crewman was lost
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then not only that but he the Shackleton was such an inspiring leader that they many of them chose to sign up for the next expedition, despite the fact that they had never been paid for the first expedition. Yeah, right. And so there are there are uh, qualities and characteristics that are brought out in both those stories, mm-hmm. in endurance and in boys in the boat about overcoming insurmountable odds, about the character that is revealed by the circumstances, mm-hmm. by the tenacity and perseverance. That we all aspire to have, but few of us can can muster through and and still claim it right because there's a winnowing process right in becoming part of Shackleton's crew or becoming part of crew, Mm-hmm. rowing crew the rowing crew yeah and it, it's just a it's a the main character in boys in the Boat is his background story is is um, really amazing in the book and it is worth the read it's it would surprise me if the guy who actually built the shells the rowing shells mm-hmm. if he were not a believer yeah because sure. throughout the book every every chapter opens with an observation that he has on leadership or on character and it is really rich he hmm. he came from england to canada he and his brother they had rode his father had rode in england and so he they started building these shells then he was brought down to the university of washington and he became the guy who built all these shells and Mm. he he would watch the crews yeah and he would give insights to the coach yeah so there was more than just great athleticism. Yeah. There was more than just great leadership on the part of the coach. There was insight into character by the guy who was who who built the boats. Right the the shells which I think, and built the crew
0: yeah which i think uh, i didn't even pick up on that until you mentioned it but it was his insight i think that transformed it into a winning team like yes. he, in the movie he he's the one who says I don't think it's the order of the guys that is affecting their ability, and that's all he said. And they realized, like, oh, it's the it's the coxswain, it's the guy who is calling out the commands that needs to be the one that's unifying the team. But you're right; it was him that did it, which mm-hmm. I didn't uh, I didn't really put together until just now. So that's cool. That's a good perspective. Yeah,
1: the craftsmanship that he brought to to building the the, the shells. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also. Had craftsmanship in developing and bringing out the character of just observing, yeah. yeah of the it, it's of a, it's players. it's a rich story. It is it is not flashy. It it, it slips by you. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: just as 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 smooth as a shell on calm water. It yeah. will it'll slip by you, and you and you go. Wait a minute. I need to look back at that. Yeah. I, I need to see it again. Yeah. I need to read that again. Right. I need to I need to aspire to be in 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 a in a crew like that, where i'm it's not about me. In fact, the whole theme of the boys in the boat is it's about the boat, yeah, right. and in endurance, when they're marooned on this island with no hope of a possible rescue because there were no radio signals at the time, this is right right during first the first world war that could reach. That It was outside of shipping lanes. And so Ernest Shackleton set out with, two, with four other guys to cross 850 miles of the most treacherous seas known to mankind in the worst time of year, in winter, mm-hmm. in an open boat to hit a pinpoint island. And he accomplished it. And as a result eventually the entire crew was rescued there there's there's this depth of character there's this depth of perseverance there's this this intestinal fortitude Mm -hmm. that i think is lacking in our culture today yeah and it is character is is revealed by the circumstances it's not brought about by circumstances it's revealed by the circumstances and that's one of the things that that really concerns me in seeing both of these stories in times of great tribulation and trial and and turmoil that we are soon to face here, and we are facing that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that we have the depth of character in the in the in our population to withstand the the, the crucible. Yeah. of crisis and yeah. I think that's I think it's indicative of even if these guys were not Christians at that time that they still had had uh, they'd been immersed in a biblical worldview mm-hmm. they understood right from wrong yeah. they understood obligation they understood character they understood your your commitment to more than yourself mm-hmm. it's about the boat True. Sure it's all about the boat and today it's such a me-centered self-centered culture mm-hmm. that we don't have that sense of community yeah we don't have that sense of of cause that is larger than ourselves we don't have a a sense of of cur- the courage it takes yeah to fulfill a task that results in merely a ribbon a medal mm-hmm. or you know just saying that I went on this adventure. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, um I mean, I don't know, I want to get into that. What I mean, what kind of crucible do you think that is, number one. And I mean number two, I think it I I think that stories reveal heroes. Right? Yes. Um but they don't reveal populations, right? So you just think like the 1930s in um, you know the Great Depression was going on. Like there were a lot of people who who died. There were a lot of people who just lived in poverty. Like this guy's dad abandoned him, right? So you yes. could say his dad didn't have character. Um, so in my mind, it's just like, well, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not super convinced that the human spirit is worse today than it was then. I just think that. Uh, if nothing else, I definitely think that there's not as many issues, like there's not the great problem today that they saw that then reveals that character. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and
1: that, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think if the crises mm-hmm. uh, revealed and and brought to the top the character of these individuals in both of those stories Because even if they weren't Christians, they were immersed in a biblical worldview, and they had a sense of honor. They had a sense of character. They had because they had fathers, for one thing. Well, but Joe didn't. Joe didn't. Right, and he rose above that, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. Right, but we have such a fatherless society now Mm -hmm. that I don't know that we have, and we have we have such a. Uh, a quicksand foundation mm-hmm. as far as as uh, morals, as far as character, True. that when the crisis comes, I, I don't think there there's any place for a lot of our people to stand. I think it's going to be a rare thing to see that and, and it wasn't rare at the time. Those two particular stories, I think just revealed, the character of the general
0: population. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. There was a line in the movie where Joe, the main character from the movie, his dad, uh, they were having this interesting conversation, and he basically said, um, so Joe was kind of mad at his dad, right? And he goes, you abandoned me when I was 14. And his dad goes, I went to war when I was 14, right? It was just this really interesting perspective of like hey i was i had to be a man when i was 14 and i went to go fight in world war 1 yeah right and maybe so you can be a man yeah. too right maybe that's what it is yeah it was just, it, and it that was it was a super interesting exchange between the two of them because his dad didn't apologize for abandoning abandoning him right, right? he he just kind of said hey this is the way it is um, but yeah it was a really interesting conversation it's not what you expected i think you expected like hey i'm sorry i wasn't there for you son right which Is kind of the uh that's kind of the um you know it's kind of the cliche father-son conversation when a dad runs away right but it wasn't that way he was just like hey we." he had was to- unapologetic yeah, yeah he's like hey we had to survive and that's the way it was you're doing just fine he, he tells him that he's like you're doing just fine yeah <laughs> Which is like kind of crazy for us to I know. think about, yeah. But that's just the way that it was. It was, and I and I think that that was an underlying tone of the movie. Was I mean, number one, it was survival, right? Like Joe needed this thing because it would help him survive. Like he wasn't passionate about rowing crew. He needed it because it would help him survive. Right. It, and, it wasn't
1: an activity. It was a necessity. Yeah.
0: And the second part of that was that. um it was like out of survival came camaraderie, right? And out of survival came um, this flourishing of the human spirit, like you kind of mentioned, right? Like The, the camaraderie, the competition, and the, the showing of character, right? But it was yeah. out of this necessity of survival that that came from. And, and, and I think that's probably what you're talking about is that there's not really this necessity of survival in some ways right, right now.
1: And, and and the sense of community because
0: he was yes. he was on his own and he didn't
1: need anybody. Right. Because he'd been taught that. Right. You know, you, you have to depend upon yourself. And he he had to learn to depend upon his teammates. Yeah. And and so there's just there it's just such a rich development of character qualities and a revelation of those that I, I think I think it would bode well for those who are Teaching leadership skills to, mm-hmm. to take both of those books, endurance and Boys in the Boat, mm-hmm. and glean those leadership principles yeah. uh, that they can then instill into this generation, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. into a fatherless generation. Actually, right, right, yep. And I think it was really great. Uh, I, I this is one of the few movies I've seen in quite a while where I think you can. I think we can recommend that you watch it, right? Like it was rated oh, PG-13, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't really recall much, if any, um, swearing in it, which is pretty rare these days. And um, yeah, I think it was just a pretty good overall movie. Yeah. So, and and I th-
1: the uh, the the relationship that Joe has with his fiance, yeah, uh, is also Uh, inspiring. Yeah, it was very pure. Yeah, right. You want you want to aspire to have that kind of of core
0: bonding Mm -hmm. that occurs, right? Um, That was really good. Well, anything else to add today, Bill? Before we kind of wrap up, I I have a friend who uh, in
1: college roomed with a crew member. Okay, and my friend played. He was a wrestler. Okay, and wrestling is very strenuous. It's a a full range of muscles that you have Mm -hmm. to use. But he said that those who were working crew, who were on the crew, that they were so far ahead physically of any other sport. Hmm. He said, for example, he said the football players at the end of the football season – would think they could go and do crew. Yeah. And they were just wasted. He's, there's, I read in the book, The Boys in the Boat, that there's not a single muscle that is not used yeah. when you're rowing crew. Yeah. I've and heard
0: 80 to 90% of your muscles are used when you're rowing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and it's, it's, it is like for four minutes, you're, you're, you're doing everything. Yeah. With every muscle. Right. And for two miles, you know. Right. And it reminds me of, of the, uh, the verse in second corinthians 4 verse 17 for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal mm-hmm. and when you're rowing crew you don't see the finish line right you're looking
0: backwards. Street. Yeah. Mhm.
1: And right. and you're being guided by the guy who does see. Right. And that's the, that's the Christian life. We we are to give it all that we have not knowing where the finish line is, not seeing what we want to achieve. Yeah. But just listening to the voice of the master. Yeah. And and talking about the character and the the hardships that these these guys went through in both situations in endurance and in boys in a boat i'm also reminded of of second corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 and following we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed mm. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake Mm -hmm. so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Mm -hmm. And these guys would give themselves completely over to this one job. Yeah for fleeting glory how much more should we right be willing to give all of ourselves and work so diligently despite all of the obstacles that we face in this world for the
0: glory that is incorruptible that yeah. we will have right right it's a good word well thanks again bill thanks for being on today i sure appreciate it yeah it was a pleasure thanks well that's our show for today thanks again for joining us For more information about our Worldview Academy Summer Camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope we'll see you soon.